0: Good morning and welcome everyone to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our very dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. There you'll also see an option to subscribe for a most excellent daily email with both our text reading and the lesson for the day from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lee Flynn. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.45 a.m. Eastern. This morning we continue with Chapter 19, Beyond the Body, and Section 5, Obstacles to Peace, with Subsection B, The second obstacle, the belief the body is valuable for what it offers. We're also mindful of today's review lesson, the last of the review lessons, and the conclusion of part one, um, as we queue up to begin part two, then tomorrow, today's lesson 220 is uh, centered on the thought, there is no peace except the peace of God, His recap of our Lesson 200. And as we undertake that idea, we wrap it in the um, overarching idea, I am not a body, I am free, for I am still as God created me. Lori, what have you selected as an opening this week?
1: thought from flashes, um, writings of Pure Elias Amidon and I think it speaks well of the power of peace. It goes like this: you are a mystic in street clothes. You have not forgotten the grace that makes your heart beat. Walking behind you, someone has a loving thought and doesn't know why. It doesn't matter if you're not seen or remembered. It doesn't matter, because there is no peace except the peace of God. Amen.
0: Amen. I like that. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie.
2: Thank you, Laurie. That was lovely.
0: Okay, friends, with us and reading this morning, so far we have Laurie, Patricia, Lana, and Fran... With us and listening we have Harrison and Karen. Who else has joined us that would like to read? Or just say good morning. Uh Micah's here. Uh
3: I won't I won't be reading and I may have to leave early.
0: Oh okay, well, glad you're here, Micah. Good morning. Yeah.
4: This is LeMoyne,
0: I can read. Morning, Lemoine. Anyone else? Okay. We continue then with Section 5 from Chapter 19, The Obstacles to Peace, Subsection B, The Second Obstacle the belief the body is valuable for what it offers. We said that peace must first surmount the obstacle of your desire to get rid of it. Where the attraction of guilt holds sway, peace is not wanted. The second obstacle that peace must flow across and closely related to the first Is the belief that the body is valuable for what it offers for here is the attraction of guilt made manifest in the body and seen in it Lori Uh,
1: subsection B the second obstacle the belief the body is valuable for what it offers 59 we said that peace must first surmount the obstacle of your desire to get rid of it where the attraction of guilt holds sway, peace is not wanted the second obstacle that peace must fall across and closely related to the first is the belief that the body is valuable for what it offers for here is the attraction of guilt made manifest in the body and seen in it 60 This is the value that you think peace would rob you of. This is what you believe that it would dispossess and leave you homeless. It is this for which you would deny a home to peace, this so-called sacrifice you feel to be too great to make, too much to ask of you. Thank you, Lori. Patricia? 60, this is the value that you think peace would rob you of. This is what you believe that it would dispossess and leave you homeless. And it is this for which you would deny a home to peace. This sacrifice you feel to be too great. To make too much to ask of you. 61. It is. Is it. Is it a sacrifice or a release? What has the body really given you that justifies your strange belief that? In it lies salvation. Do you not see that this is the belief in death? Here is the focus of the perception of atonement as murder. Here is the source of the idea that love is fear. The Holy Spirit messengers are sent far beyond the body, calling the mind to join in Holy Communion and be at peace. Such is the message that I gave them for you.
0: Thank you, Patricia. Lana.
2: Okay. 64. Is it it a sacrifice or a release? What has the body really given you that justifies your strange belief that in it lies salvation? Do you not see that this is the belief in death? Here is the focus of the perception of atonement as murder. HERE IS THE SOURCE OF THE IDEA THAT LOVE IS FEAR. THE HOLY Spirit's MESSENGERS ARE SENT FAR BEYOND THE BODY, CALLING THE MIND TO JOIN IN HOLY COMMUNION AND BE AT PEACE. SUCH IS THE MESSAGE THAT I GAVE THEM FOR YOU. 62. IT IS ONLY THE MESSENGERS OF FEAR THAT SEE THE BODY FOR THEY LOOK FOR WHAT CAN SUFFER Is it a sacrifice to be removed from what can suffer? The Holy Spirit does not demand your sacrifice, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit does not demand you sacrifice the hope of the body's pleasure. It has no hope of pleasure, but neither can it bring you fear of pain. Pain is the only sacrifice the Holy Spirit asks and this you would remove.
0: Thank you, Lana. Fred.
1: 62. It is only the messengers of fear that see the body, for so they look for what can suffer. Is it a sacrifice to be removed from what can suffer? The Holy Spirit does not demand you sacrifice the hope of the body's pleasure It has no hope of pleasure, but neither can it bring you fear of pain. Pain is the only, quote, sacrifice the Holy Spirit asks, and this he would remove. 63. Peace is extended from you only to the Eternal, and it reaches out from the Eternal in you. It flows across all else. The second obstacle is no more solid than the first, for you will neither... You will neither to get rid of peace nor limit it. What are these obstacles which you would interpose between peace and its going forth, but barriers you place between your will and its accomplishment? You want communion, not the feast of fear. You want salvation, not the pain of guilt. And you want your father, not a little mound of clay, to be your home. In your holy relationship is your father's son. He has not lost communion with him nor with himself. When you agree to join each other, you acknowledge this is so. This has no cost, but it has release from cost.
0: Thank you, Fran. Lemoyne?
4: Peace is extended from you only to the eternal, and it reaches out from the eternal in you. It flows across all else. The second obstacle is no more solid than the first, for you will neither to get rid of peace nor limit it. What are these obstacles which you would interpose between peace and its going forth, but barriers you place between your will and its accomplishments? You want communion, not the feast of fear. You want salvation, not the pain of guilt. And you want your Father, not a little mound of clay, to be your home. In your holy relationship is your Father's Son. He has not lost communion with Him nor with Himself. When you agreed to join each other, you acknowledged this is so. This has no cost, but it has release from cost. You have paid very dearly for your illusions, and nothing you have paid or brought you peace. Are you not glad that heaven cannot be sacrificed, and sacrifice cannot be asked of you? There is no obstacle which you can place before our union, for in your holy relationship, I am there already. We will surmount all obstacles together, for we stand within the gate and not outside. How easily the gates are opened from within to let peace through to bless the tired world. Can it be difficult for us to walk past barriers together when you have joined the limitless? The end of guilt is in your hands to give. Would you stop now to look for guilt in each other?
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. Do we have a new reader for 64 and 5?
3: This is Micah. I can do it.
0: Hey, terrific.
3: Okay, 64... Uh, You have paid very dearly for your illusions. And nothing you have paid for brought you peace. Are you not glad that heaven cannot be sacrificed and sacrifice cannot be asked of you? There is no obstacle which you can place before our union. For in your holy relationship, I am there already. We will surmount all obstacles together. For we stand within the gates and not outside. How easily the gates are opened from within to let peace through to bless the tired world. Can it be difficult for us to walk past barriers together when you have joined the limitless? The end of guilt is in your hands to give. Would you not would you stop now to look for guilt in each other? 65 Let me be to you the symbol of the end of guilt and look upon each other as you would look on me. Forgive me all the sins you think the Son of God committed. And in the light of your forgiveness, he will remember who he is and forget what never was. I ask for your forgiveness, for if you are guilty, so must I be. But if I surmounted guilt and overcame the world, you were with me. Would you see in me the symbol of guilt or of the end of guilt, remembering that what I signify to you you see within yourself.
0: Thank you, Micah. Do we have another new reader for sixty-five and six?
5: My dear, to do it, Lee. Terrific!
0: Thanks, Harrison.
5: Let me be to you the symbol of the end of guilt and look upon each other as you would look upon me as you would look on me forgive me all the sins you think the Son of God committed and in the light of your forgiveness he will remember who he is and forget what never was. I ask for your forgiveness for if you are guilty so must I be. But if I surmounted guilt and overcame the world you were with me. Would you see in me the symbol of guilt or of the end of you remembering that what I signify to you, you see within yourself. <coughs> Excuse me. From your holy relationship, truth pro- proclaims the truth, and love looks on itself. Salvation flows from deep within the home you offered to my Father and to me. And we are there together in the quiet communion in which the Father and the Son are joined. Oh, come you faithful to the holy union of the Father and the Son in you, and keep you not apart from what is offered you in gratitude for giving peace its home in heaven. Send forth to all the world the joyous message of the end of guilt, and all the world Will answer. Think of your happiness as everyone offers you witness of the end of sin and shows you that its power is gone forever. Where can guilt be when the belief in sin is gone? And where is death when it's great? Advocate is heard no more.
0: Thank you, Harrison. Is there another new reader for 66 and 7?
6: I can eat. Good morning. Good
0: morning, Robin Marie.
6: Um. In holy relationship, truth proclaims the truth, and love looks on itself. Salvation flows from deep within the home you offered to my Father and to me. And we are there together in the quiet communion in which the Father and the Son are joined. O come, ye faithful, to the holy union of the Father and Son in you, and keep you not apart from what is offered you, in gratitude for giving peace its home in heaven. Send forth to all the world the joyous message of the end of guilt, and all the world will answer. Think of your happiness as everyone offers you witness of the end of sin and shows you that its power is gone forever. Where can guilt be when the belief in sin is gone? And where is death when its great advocate is heard no more? Sixty-seven. Forgive me your illusions and release me from punishment for what I have not done. So will you learn the freedom that I taught by teaching freedom to each other, and so releasing me. I am within your holy relationship, yet you would imprison me behind the obstacles you raised to freedom and bar my way to you. Yet it is not possible to keep away one who is there already. And in him it is possible that our communion, where we are joined already, will be the focus of the new perception that will bring light to all the world contained in you.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. How about another new reader for 67 and 8? Okay, back to you, Laurie.
1: 67. Forgive me your illusions and release me from punishment for what I have not done. So will you learn the freedom that I taught by teaching freedom to each other and so releasing me. I am within your holy relationship, yet you would imprison me behind the obstacles you raised to freedom and bar my way to you. Yet it is not possible to keep away Capital One who is there already. And in him it is possible that our communion where we are joined already will be the focus of the new perception that will bring light to all the world contained in you pleasure and pain 68 your little part is but to give the Holy Spirit the whole idea of sacrifice and to accept the peace he gave instead without the limits which would hold its extension back and so would limit your awareness of it. For what he gives must be extended if you would have its limitless power and use it for the Son of God's release. It is not this you would be rid of and having it, you cannot limit it. If peace is homeless, so are you and so am I and he who is our home is homeless with us. Is this your will? Would you forever be a wanderer in search of peace? Would you invest your hope of peace and happiness in what must fail?
0: Thank you, Lori. Patricia, title and 68 and nine, please.
1: Pleasure and pain, 68. Your <clears throat> little part is but to give the Holy Spirit the whole idea of sacrifice and to accept, accept the peace he gave instead without the limit which would hold its extension back and so would limit your Awareness of it, for what he gives must be extended if you would have its limitless power and use it for the sum of God's relief. It is not this you would be rid of, and having it, you cannot limit it. If peace is homeless, so are you, and so am I. And he who is our home is homeless with us. Is this your will? Would you forever be a wanderer in search of peace? Would you invest your hope of peace and happiness in what must fail? 68, 69. <laughs> Faith in the eternal. Faith in the eternal is always justified for the eternal is forever kind infinite in its patience and wholly loving it will accept you wholly and give you peace yet it can unite only with what already is at peace in you immortal as itself the body can bring you neither peace nor turmoil neither peace nor turmoil neither pain nor joy it is a means it is a means and not an end it has No purpose of itself, but only what is given to it. The body will seem to be whatever is the means for reaching the goal that you assign to it. Only the mind can set a purpose, and only mind can see the means for its accomplishment and justify its use. Peace and guilt are both conditions of the mind to be attained. And these conditions are the home of the emotion which called them forth and therefore is compatible with them. But you no but think you No <laughs> excuse me but think you which it is that is compatible with you
5: <laughs> <laughs>
7: Thank you Patricia huh.
2: Lana Okay, I'm with see. Sixty sixty nine. Faith is faith in the eternal is always justified, for the eternal is forever, kind, infinite in its patience, and wholly loving. It will accept you holy and give you peace. Yet it can unite only with what already is at peace in you, immortal immortal as itself. The body can bring you neither peace nor turmoil, neither pain nor joy. It is a means and not an end. It has no purpose of itself, but only what is given to it. The body will seem to be whatever is the means for reaching the goal that you assign to it. Only the mind can set a purpose, and only mind can see the means for its accomplishment and justify its use. Peace and guilt are both conditions of the mind to be attained, and these conditions are the home of the emotion which called them forth, and therefore is compatible with them. But think you which... It is that is compatible with you. Seventy. Here is your choice, and it is free. But all that lies in it will come with it, and what you think you are can never be apart from it. The body is the great seeming betrayer of faith. In it lies disillusionment, disillusionment, and the seeds of faithlessness, but only if you ask of it what it cannot give. Can you mistake? Can your mistake be reasonable grounds for depression and disillusionment, and for relative? I'm sorry, and for retaliative attack on what you think has failed you. Use not your error as the justification for your faithlessness. You have not sinned, but you have been mistaken in what is faithful. And the correction of your mistake will give you grounds for faith.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lana. Fred.
1: Seventy. Here is your choice, and it is free. But all that lies in it will come with it and what you think you are can never be apart from it. The body is the great seeming betrayer of faith. In it lies disillusionment and the seeds of faithlessness. But only if you ask of it what it cannot give. Can your mistake be reasonable grounds for depression and disillusionment and for retaliative attack on what you think has failed you? Use not your error as the justification for your faithlessness. You have not sinned, but you have been mistaken in what is faithful, and the correction of your mistake will give you grounds for faith. 71. It is impossible to seek for pleasure through the body and not find pain. It is essential that this relationship be understood, for it is one the ego sees as proof of sin. It is not really punitive at all. It is but the inevitable result of equating yourself with the body, which is the invitation to pain. For it invites fear to enter and become your purpose. The attraction of guilt must enter with it, and whatever fear directs the body to do is therefore painful. It will share the pain of all illusions, and the illusion of pleasure will be the same as pain.
0: Thank you, Fran. LeMoyne Okay It is
4: impossible to seek for pleasure through the body and not find pain It is essential that this relationship be understood For it is one the ego sees as proof of sin It is not really punitive at all It is but the inevitable result of equating yourself with the body, which is the invitation to pain. For it invites fear to enter and become your purpose. The attraction of guilt must enter with it, and whatever fear directs the body to do is therefore painful. It will share the pain of all illusions and the illusion of pleasure will be the same as pain. Is this not inevitable? Under fear's orders, the body will pursue guilt, serving its master whose attraction to guilt maintains the whole illusion of its existence. This, then, is the attraction of pain. Ruled by this perception, the body becomes the servant of pain seeking it dutifully and obeying the idea that pain is pleasure. It is this idea that underlies all of the ego's heavy investment in the body. And it is this insane relationship which keeps it hidden and yet feeds upon. Which it keeps hidden and yet feeds upon. To you, it teaches that the body's pleasure is happiness, yet to itself it whispers, it is death.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. Harrison, are you able to read again?
5: Yes. Shall we need to... Is, the, is not this inevitable? Under fear's orders, the body will pursue guilt, serving its master whose attraction to guilt maintains the whole illusion of its existence. This then is the attraction of pain Moved by this perception, the body becomes the servant of pain, seeking it dutifully and obeying the idea that pain is pleasure. It is this idea that underlies all of the ego's heavy investment in the body. And it is this insane relationship which it keeps hidden and yet feeds upon. To you, it teaches that the body's pleasure is happiness. Yet to itself it whispers, it is death. 73. Why should the body be anything to you? Certainly, what it is made of is not precious. And just as certainly, it has no feeling. It transmits to you the feelings that you want. Like any communication medium, the body receives and sends the messages that it is given. It has no feeling for them. All of the feeling with which they are invested is given by the sender and the receiver. The ego and the Holy Spirit both recognize this. And both also recognize that is the sender and receiver of the same. The Holy Spirit tells you this with joy. The ego has it. Or it will keep you unaware of it. It would send messages of hatred and attacks If he but understood, he sends them to himself. Who is accused, make guilty, and condemn himself?
0: Thank you, Harrison. Micah has stepped away. Do we have a new reader for 73 and 4? Welcome back, Micah. That...
6: Oh, I would like to... <laughs> oh, who's that? I'm sorry. I thought I was after Harrison, but I'm probably. Forgive
0: me, my... Robin Marie. I didn't. I didn't. Robin Marie, you are. You are indeed up. A... Forgive me. I didn't write your name at the end of our list here. Seventy-three Hi. and four. Okay. Thank you.
6: Seventy-three. Why should the body be anything to you? Certainly what it is made of is not precious, and just as certainly it has no feeling. It transmits to you the feelings that you want. Like any communication medium, the body receives and sends the messages that it is given. It has no feeling for them. All of the feeling with which they are invested is given by the sender. And the receiver. The ego and the Holy Spirit both recognize this, and both also recognize that here the sender and receiver are the same. The Holy Spirit tells you this with joy. The ego hides it, for it would keep you unaware of it. Who would send messages of hatred and attack if he but understood he sends them to himself? Who would accuse, make guilty? and condemn himself. 74, the ego's messages are always sent away from you in the belief that for your message of attack and guilt will someone other than yourself suffer. And even if you suffer, suffer, yet someone else will suffer more. The great deceiver recognizes that this is not so, but as the, quote, enemy, unquote, of peace, It urges you to send out all your messages of hate and free yourself and to convince you this is possible. It bids the body search for pain and attack upon another, calling it pleasure and offering it to you as freedom from attack.
0: Wonderful. So happy you spoke up. Thank you, Robin Marie. And, Micah, are you am um, able to read 74 and 5? I uh, okay. Hang on. You can pass. There there are others.
3: Oh, okay. I'll pass. That'll be better.
0: Thanks. Okay. Certainly. How about a new reader for 74 and 5? A new reader for 74? Uh-huh, okay.
3: Okay, 74. The ego's messages are always sent away from you in the belief that for your message of attack and guilt, will someone other than yourself suffer? And even if you suffer, yet someone else will suffer more. The great deceiver recognizes that this is not so, but as the enemy of peace, it urges you to send out all your messages of hate and free yourself. And to convince you this is possible, it bids the body search for pain in attack upon another, calling it pleasure and offering its to you as freedom from attack 75 hear not this hear not its madness and believe not the impossible is true forget not that the ego has dedicated the body to the goal of sin and places in it all its faith that this can be accomplished its sad disciples chant the body's praise continually in solemn celebration of the ego's rule. Not one but must believe that yielding to the attraction of guilt is the escape from pain. Not one but must regard the body as himself, without which he would die, and yet within which is his death
0: equally inevitable. Thank you, Micah. How about a new reader for 75 and 6? Okay, back to you, Lori.
1: Oh, I would say I'll do
0: um, I'm sorry, who was that?
7: It's Mindy. Hi, it's Mindy.
0: All right, Mindy, uh, seventy-five and six, please.
7: Thank you. Almost
1: scrolled right there, and oh, this is a long reading, isn't it? Okay, thanks for your patience. Here we are. Seventy-five. Hear not its madness, and believe not the impossible is true. Forget not that the ego has dedicated the body to the goal of sin and places in it all its faith, this can be accomplished.
7: Its disciples chant the body's praise continually in solemn celebration of the eagle's rule. Not one but must believe that yielding to the attraction of guilt is the escape
1: from pain. Not one but must regard the body as himself, without which he would die and within which is his death equally inevitable. 36. It is not given to the eagles' disciples to realize that they have dedicated themselves
7: to death. Freedom is offered them, but they have not accepted it. And what is offered must also be received to be truly given. For so the Holy Spirit, too, is a communication medium receiving from the Father, and offering his messages unto the Son. Like the ego, the Holy Spirit is both the sender and the receiver. <clears throat> For what is sent through him, returns to him,
1: sending itself along the way. Oh, excuse me, let me start that sentence again. For what is sent through him, returns to him, seeking itself along the way, and finding what it seeks. So does the ego find the death it seeks, returning it to you.
0: Thank you, Mindy. And do we have a new reader to conclude with 76? Okay, Lori.
1: It is not given to the ego's disciples to realize that they have dedicated themselves to death freedom is offered them but they have not accepted it and what is offered must also be received to be truly given for the Holy Spirit too is a communication medium receiving from the father and offering his messages unto the Son. like the ego the Holy Spirit is both the sender and the receiver for what is sent through him returns to him seeking itself along the way and finding what it seeks. So does the ego find the death it seeks, returning it to you. Thank you,
0: Lori. And Amen. We've run uh, just past the top of the hour. So we'll skip, of course, the recap for this long section today and turn to Fran. Who's offered to lead us through the conclusion of this review and the conclusion of part one of our workbook Fran
1: thank you thank you hi everybody yes we're at the end of the first part of the workbook and the end of review six and today we're on lesson 220 there is no peace except the peace of God. So I shall read some from the original lesson, lesson 200. Okay, here goes. Lesson 200. There is no peace except the peace of God. Seek you no father, you will not find peace, except the peace of God. Accept this fact and save yourself the agony of yet more bitter disappointments, bleak despair, and sense of icy hopelessness and doubt. Seek you no further. There is nothing else for you to find except the peace of God, unless you seek from misery and pain. This is the final point to which each one must come at last. Attempt no more to win through losing, nor to die to live. You cannot but be asking for defeat. To ask for what you have already, what you have already, must succeed. To ask that what is false be true can only fail. Forgive yourself for vain imaginings and seek no longer what you cannot find. Come home. You have knocked down your happiness in foreign places and in alien forms which have no meaning to you, though you sought to make them meaningful. This world is not where you belong. Freedom is given you where you behold but chains and iron doors for you must change your mind about the purpose of the world if you would find escape what does forgiveness do in truth it has no function and does nothing for it is unknown in heaven it is only hell where it is needed there is no peace except the peace of God peace is the bridge that everyone will cross to leave this world behind the peace begins within the world perceived as different and leading from this fresh perception to the gate of heaven and the way behold let us not lose our way again today we go to heaven and the path is straight god alone is sure and he will guide our footsteps he will not desert his son in need nor let him stray forever from his home. The father calls, the son will hear. Now is there silence. Speak no further. You have come to where the road is carpeted with leaves of false desires, fallen from the trees of hopelessness you sought before. Peace is already recognized at last. Today, we seek no idols. Peace cannot be found in them. The peace of God is ours and only this will we accept and want. There is no peace except the peace of God and I am glad and thankful it is so. Now we'll go over to Lesson 220, 220, I am not a body, I am free. For I am still as God created me. There is no peace except the peace of God. Let me not wander from the way of peace. For I am lost on other roads than this. But let me follow him who leads me home. And peace is certain as the love of God. I am not a body. I am free. For I am still as God created me. And we'll take a moment and reflect on this. I am not a body. I am free, for I am still as God created me. There is no peace except the peace of God. Let me not wander from the way of peace, for I am lost on other roads than this. But let me follow him. He leads me home, and peace is certain as the love of God. I am not a body. I am free, for I am still as God created me. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank oh, you,
0: Fran, so you much. Friend.
2: Thank you, Fran. Thank you.
1: Beautiful lesson. One of my favorites. So true. Oh, I. Been a beautiful
2: walk. Yes.
0: Been a beautiful walk through this entire review, Fran. Thanks so much for leading us through it.
1: Oh, thank you. Every morning.
0: And I think I talked over you.
2: Oh, that's okay. I was just I'm sorry. Um, Oh that's okay. Um I was just uh wanted to share how um this uh reading today sort of is the perfect section to wind up our lessons about the body. I've been um so focused on the lessons. I'm having trouble staying in line lately. <laughs> but um this this uh, <laughs> This reading is so cool, and it just, um, it always goes back for me to relationship. Jesus says that relationship is everything, and, um, and if, if I'm focused on, is the body real, is the world real, is my brother real, um, I miss the bigger issue is um, where my peace is found, and my peace is found in my relationship with the body my relationship with the world, my relationship with myself, my brothers, and most importantly, my relationship with God. Um, and if I focus on, as he, as he shows us in this, a holy relationship with all that is. And most um, basic is my relationship with God. If that's holy, if I remember uh, my source of of my creation, if I remember the truth of who I am in communion with God, then I will be at peace wherever I show up. It will be that reflection of the truth of me, reflecting back at me through my body, through my world, through my brothers, and through, and through God. And, and when I believe that the body, you know, it was like with ego, ego gave me a, uh, the idea of death. And then I mistook, I misunderstood, and I thought the body was gonna save me from it. So I I allowed the body to become an idol, more important than God. And I remember that instance so long ago when I was uh when I had that staph infection and and the priest came in and put the oil on my head and I woke up and I you know, and I thought and I, it dawned on me that my body couldn't save me. And all of a sudden, in like a holy instant, the body lost its value to me. It wasn't my God anymore. It had failed me. The truth of the matter is that the, God, that the body, really for me now, is just an innocent, neutral part of this adventure I call life. It's... it's it's not, like he says here, it's, not the, it's, it's like a means for the purpose I give it. And as Lori reminds me so often on the call, it's, I have to ask myself, what do, what do I want? You know, what is my purpose? Um, what would I have the body be? An instrument of love or, or an instrument of fear? And when I rem- remember the truth, my source, my mind, My body has no power that my mind doesn't give it. It's innocent, it's neutral. It's not the cause or I don't have to blame it for anything. I don't have to be, I don't have to not like it. I just have to know that it's another instrument of communicating love. If I use it that way, if I give it that purpose. And when I remember that, it it just is like part of the team. You know, it's part of the peace train. (laughs) You know, if I keep it in my relationship with my body in peace and and know uh, what its purpose is and the world and my brothers and God, then I will naturally, my awareness and my experience naturally will be peaceful. Um, But as soon as I let fear enter it, then I grasp onto anything that I think might save me. And uh, and I suffer. And so, once again, you know, when that happens, forgiveness guides me home. So, I'm complete. Thank you so much for listening. That's such a wonderful share.
1: Thank you.
6: Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you, Lana. Thank you.
3: Uh, this is M- Micah, uh, and thank you, Lena, for highlighting that uh, just that sense of balance of you know integrating the body into this experience. When I, uh, as this was being read this morning, um, boy, I just got this clearest realization. It was so beautiful. That God, I mean, that Jesus is so totally non-body identified, where in my reality, uh, being body identified is a predominant experience of consciousness or an awareness. And uh, it's, it's the medium through which my experience almost always flows through is this Uh, corporal communication device which he says, you know, what it's made of is not even precious and um, you know, and the second obstacle that peace must flow across and closely related to the first is the belief that the body is valuable for what it offers and I I started to feel this beautiful kind of uh, uh, lifting out of Body identification in, in, into the mind, and um, and that also when that, along with that parallel along with that, is what he highlights later, is this our relationships with each other, this holy relationship that is energetic. When I think of a holy relationship, the first thing that comes to my mind is not a body. It's this shared mind with a Christ mind where where this um this new reality is being born of a shared consciousness and a unity um, and uh but anyway when when this part you know, I just realized that jesus he's in a world that is so rich uh filled with love and will and intelligence and and he doesn't even have a body you know this that other world you know where all, you know all the people that have passed from this dimension they they go into the formless you know and and it 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 just started to feel like as as this was being read that the formless the at the realm of mind and consciousness beyond form is so well
0: developed
3: and it's rich and he jesus says there was a time where you knew nothing
0: of a body
3: and yet i'm so body identified thinking it is so precious you know it's uh, and it, it it is i mean it's it's um uh, well, i think in the course of love and i agree with it it's one of the highest the highest expression of the universe is form. And, and it, and when I came across that, it gave me pause and I, and I started to understand that, boy, to bring intelligence, will, love, and, and, and bring it into a dream of time, space, and into the dream of a body with DNA and, 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 You know, to have it be expressing and extending these things, like intelligence and love, uh, into space-time is an amazing uh, phenomenon. Um, uh, But it's pretty rich. The the other thing I wanted to highlight was how he highlights um, the holy relationship. And it's so beautiful. He says, and and this is one of my favorite. Uh, quotes on the holy relationship, and it's a big part of my relationship, uh, especially with Roz. It's, in your relationship, um, let's see if I can find it here, in your holy relationship is your father's son. In your holy relationship, that's not the one I wanted to say, but I wanted to find the one where he says, "I." oh, here it is, in your holy relationship, I am there already. What a, what a beautiful uh, portal into unity is to feel a relationship with someone we're close to and in and that feeling of, of that relationship that goes beyond the body, you know, inviting it into the awareness of going beyond the body and feeling Jesus there. Um, what 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 a beautiful beautiful gift that is, and that and then suddenly that relationship to Jesus becomes pure mind, pure consciousness, and and it even he strengthened it. Let me see if I can find the quote later where he says, um, or also again down in um, what paragraph is that sixty seven. You know, he says, I am within your holy relationship uh and yet you would imprison me behind the obstacles you raise to freedom and bar my way to you. And that and that bar the the, the barring is to think I am a body and I am separate and and this energetic uh joining that's literally in our holy relationships with our brother, where we actually join in a shared consciousness that's exactly where Jesus wants us to put down the bar and start to swim with him in in, in awareness um, let's see yet it is not possible to keep away one who is there already because this truth of our unity of our shared consciousness is in the christ is here right now and in him it is possible that our communion and in him it is possible that our communion where we are joined already will be the focus of a new perception we're moving into a, an awakened state uh, in awareness of a shared identity that's beyond form. And uh, a new perception that will bring light to all the world contained in you. Um, and then he highlighted the holy relationship in 66. From your holy relationship, truth proclaims the truth and love looks on itself salvation flows from deep within the home you offer to my father and to me and that's the beauty of these holy relationships energetically when we when we move out of body identification into that spacious consciousness where the shared identity is swirling and humming um and and we are there together in the quiet communion in which the Father and the Son are joined. It's so alive and rich there. And um, uh, let's see. Oh, and, and then I, uh, that relationship I saw was echoed uh, in this phrase here in paragraph 65 where Jesus says, I ask for your forgiveness. For if you are guilty, so must I be. Uh, let's see where was that? Uh, but if I surmounted guilt and overcame the world, you were with me. And it just shows how joined you were with me. You know, we're, we are this shared consciousness and, uh, and, and our oneness with Jesus is total. And, um, you know, he is our life. We are his life. It's uh, in the Christ consciousness. Anyway,
0: I'm I'm done. Thanks. Wow. Pretty strong pair of opening shares here. (laughs) Thank you, Micah.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah. Thank you, Micah.
8: Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Micah. Yeah. Thank you, Micah and Lana. Good morning Lee and laurie um, i uh, what Lana shared a little bit earlier remind me of a uh, uh, about how the body is not totally necessary is not totally real um, I once, s- several years ago hadn't uh had something happen to me where I was just sitting on my, on my chair and alone at home. And then suddenly I uh, realized I was not breathing and I couldn't breathe, but I didn't panic and I didn't feel afraid. And, uh, so I started, I started going, I said, I walked to the front door so I could tell somebody that I couldn't breathe. And then it hit me. Wait a minute. If I can't breathe, I can't talk. <laughs> so and then the breathing came back um you know just like it it left just just very gently without any without any excitement or anything it came back after a few seconds or 5 seconds or I don't know how many seconds it was and um but you know I was fine during that whole little event you know event and I don't know what that was you know I don't know what that was. I didn't have any any diagnosis of, of asthma or anything like that at the time. I do now, but not then. Um, so, but I, I just think, you know, how I'm thinking. You know, I wasn't afraid, and I was trying to go tell somebody that I couldn't breathe, and it was like so weird, you know, that um, that that I was still there, you know. And I think, and if I, it would have continued, and I would have died. I wouldn't have died because I would have still been there. I would have still been here just without my body. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why I told you that. I've seen somehow relevant, <laughs> what was going on, and I want to say hi and good morning, and thanks to Lana and Micah. I'm complete.
0: Thank you, and good morning, Ida.
1: Thank you robin
0: marie were you were you looking for an opportunity to share before you have to leave?
6: Well, I have the whole week off, so I don't have to leave. I'm at my house and really enjoying this week. Wonderful, yeah, so I get to keep listening,
0: <laughs> okay. Thanks again, Ida. Hey, it's hey, this was, uh... is
9: Steve.
0: Hello, Steve.
9: Hello. So I've got this aging little dear dog of mine. And she's been walking a lot slower when I go for a little walk and so I have to wait for her. And the other day she started just shivering and but she was scared and I I brought her up on the bed and I contemplated her dying and I got really sad, but I comforted her and she's back to her lethargic self, which is good. She's comfortable. But my friend, I told her, I said, I I really was with the sadness. And my friend who's a facilitator of of the Byron Katie Loving What Is, she said, well, is it sadness? Or Is it love? And when I experienced the sadness and I didn't try to get rid of the sadness but I also focused on the love, the deeper love. Is it sad that my dog is old and time is coming or is it love? And when I chose love and when I choose love it abides Ah, uh,
0: thank you. The body, I'm complete.
7: Thanks, Steve. Thanks, oh, thank, thank you,
2: you for um, really good. Hi,
7: this is Diane. I just have a quick thought yeah. when I was leaving listening this morning, and and that is that um, if I'm going to do this this work because it is work, I I must. Make heaven a priority. I cannot separate from love, but I can I can choose to wander from it, you know, and then that puts me back into body identi- identity. But life is ultimately a spiritual practice for me, and I must I, and and when I wake up, you know, I must have a serious desire to engage in the spiri- in the spiritual practice and. Um, before I get going, I just sit there and I really think about it. What am I doing today? Who am I? And it comes back to, you know, having eyes for watching myself honestly. No excuses to take an honest look at myself and to let go of any ideas about the world or my body identification that may surface. Go. It's a practice. It's a practice to love my heart that might hold doubt and want it my way. And turning it over to Holy Spirit to release and correct any kind of error thinking that my mind with ego may want to project. So for me I must make heaven a priority and I cannot separate from from the love that's always there. It's there. I just have to connect to it. I'm complete.
0: Really nice. Thank you, Diana.
2: Sweet, Diana. Thank you. Thank you, Diana.
7: Yeah,
0: thank you Thank you, Diana. And you're Steve? So it's Lee with a thought uh, about the lesson today. We recapped at the end of this review um, six, and as we transition now into the second part of the workbook, we touched on. Lesson 200, there's no peace except the peace of God. And from that lesson, there's a really important pair of uh, paragraphs for me that I would feature. The end of paragraph four begins to acknowledge something he's established throughout this course. That there is that which abides all around me and that I behold. And that I have two guides with which to behold all of the relationships I'm involved with across this life. One guide is the ego, and we know the ego is a distorted filter, a distorted order of perception. And the other is Holy Spirit, which directs me to behold all things as love would have me behold them. And love directs me to behold all things In the relationship that exists between me and everything in truth so one is distortion and the other is truth out of the distorted perception especially shared among us in that distortion arises a version of the world that we must regard as a false world when Jesus speaks to me in this book of the nature of the world that we behold Together, through this false filter of the ego's perception, he extends his hand out across all that I conceive of the world and tells me, Lee, this world is not your home. Always, always with the thought of directing me to open to the world that overtakes the false world, when I behold all relationships and everything I'll ever ever encounter as love would direct that it be understood and known. This world of the ego is not your home. Then he directs me. In this Lesson 200, as he he, uh, starts in with the second half of paragraph four, directs me, to the world I could see instead. That second half of paragraph 4, Lesson 200, says, This world is not where you belong. You are a stranger here, but it is given you to find the means whereby the world no longer seems to be a prison house for you or anyone. Then paragraph 5, Freedom is given you where you beheld but chains and iron doors, for you must change your mind about the purpose of the world. If you would find escape, you will be bound till all the world is seen by you as blessed. Till all the world is seen by you as blessed and everyone made free of your mistakes and honored As he is, you made him not, no more yourself. And as you free the one, the other is accepted. As he is, all of this speaks to me. Of walking free of the world, ego would direct me to see. And into the world as love would direct that I encounter it. So many places in this course, he says, this world. God had nothing to do with this world or nothing to do with the body as I presently perceive it. But this entire section of the course begins to lay out for me that uh, in line with these two possible perceptions, there's a fresh and new perception, as Micah had featured, a new perception available to me in which the body and the world no longer have the meaning or the purpose ego had assigned to them in its um, fear and in its terrible sense of separation and isolation and alienation. That love would direct and Holy Spirit um, at God's bidding would direct that uh, my sight and that my sense of relationship with all things be directed by love. And it's in that direction of love that the attraction of guilt is overcome. I want to remind you guys in these obstacles to peace that, um, that the first obstacle to peace is to get rid of peace. The sense that he knows I have as under the ego's direction, that I'm uncomfortable both with the experience of peace and I'm uncomfortable with what peace asks of me because I have such a heavy investment in isolation, alienation, justifying my alienation by my judgment and such a heavy investment with assigning guilt and blame to everything I think is responsible for my lack of happiness, for my discomfort or displeasure, my suffering, always assigning guilt to something outside myself or to myself. The assigning of guilt and the attraction of guilt, he says, is one of the great obstacles to peace. And he makes that clear back when he spoke of the attraction of guilt in paragraph 49 of this fifth section. I'll read just the first several sentences. The attraction of guilt, he tells me, produces fear of love. Why is that? It's because love would never look on guilt at all. So if I really rely on guilt and the assigning of blame and the justification for condemnation, then I'm fearful of love because love would never look on guilt at all. Then he says it's the nature of love to look upon only the truth. This is in paragraph 49. For there love sees itself with which it would unite in holy union and completion. As love must look past fear, so must fear see love not. For love contains the end of guilt, as surely as fear depends on it. Overlooking guilt completely, love sees no fear. Isn't that interesting? So if I understand that's what's in front of me, which will it be that the world is painted by? By fear in me or by love? Which of those two emotions is it that will give me its messages about what I am and what this world is, about the nature of my relationship. Lana, thank you so much. My relationship with self, with world, with others, and with my God, which of those two emotions will paint that relationship for me, moment to moment? Um, I'll conclude with this. He gives me a great little summary of the first and second obstacle as he begins this uh, subsection B, the second obstacle. He summarizes the first obstacle in this way. This is in paragraph 59. We said that peace must first surmount the obstacle of your desire to be rid of it. Then he explains why that is, where this attraction of guilt holds sway, peace is not wanted. Do you see how simple that little formulation is? As long as I am attracted to justifying the condemnation and blame that I assign in all directions, guilt will remain attractive to me because I can't assign blame if I suddenly see past guilt. My desire to get rid of peace is because I'm still attracted to guilt and where attraction of guilt holds sway, peace is not wanted. That again from 59. And then in the simplicity of his summary, he says, the second obstacle peace must flow across and closely related to the first is the belief that the body is valuable for what it offers Why is that? Because he says, for here is the attraction of guilt made manifest in the body and seen in it. The attraction of guilt seen as though that's what the body is all about and that that's its purpose, to direct and assign blame, to be a means of communicating the blame and condemnation instead of communicating the love that the heart is directed to feel when the end of guilt comes as a result of attending to love. Fear will always stir my dependence on guilt. Fear will always see that peace directs me past all attraction of guilt. And that's what, for me, this entire section really just goes into developing. One other thing, the body is a communication medium. It's a communication medium. It will take on the purpose that I allow either fear or love to direct that it takes on as its purpose. And love will always assign the body holy purpose. Because everything love directs me to understand my relationship with takes on holy purpose at its bidding. Always, the body, the world, everything becomes the means for the expression of love. When I allow love be what directs that relationship. All things as love directs that I know it stand in reflection of the truth that's at the heart of me. Thanks everyone. I'm complete.
1: No, oh, that was very full. Thank you, Lee. Thank, Thank
8: you, Lee. That was beautiful. Yeah, great. That was great. great... That was a Thank great you, sermon. Lee. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks everyone. I hope I've left plenty of time for you, Lori.
1: Sweet. That was a total package. And you know, um, this is for you. And um, I, let me begin with something that became real clear to me this weekend. When he talks about the attraction of guilt and the attraction of love, I for the longest time I tried to untangle what does he mean by attraction of guilt. But this section today makes it very, very clear to me. When he uses attraction of guilt what he's really asking me is what do you want what do you want what do you want and that's such a simple question and uh, reflects the simplicity of salvation when I experienced life as an ego I did not know I had a choice I simply did not know That there was a choice and the world I saw uh, was a consequence of my beliefs and I did believe that guilt would save me isn't that insane if I ascribe guilt to myself then somehow I can use my mind to beat myself into a better situation (laughs) and that's what Um, everyone who experiences life as an ego believes unspoken and yet the consequences of that belief are he says this upside-down world where everything is backwards once the light of atonement comes to save me from my beliefs I can appreciate I have a choice and to make any other choice um, between love and fear, between guilt and holiness, between God or the ego is insane. <laughs> Once I know a choice is there. And so these sections on the obstacles to peace are um, just simply an outline. Of the consequences that attend my choice when I'm clear on what I want what I want is given me and I have to say it again lesson 74 there is no will but God's. the great gift of God the great gift of the Holy Spirit is telling me what I want when I believed I didn't have a choice The voice of the Holy Spirit comes to light my mind and clarifies to me just exactly like he says in the first 35 lessons in this book you know I see a world that isn't there I believe things that were never spoken all of this a consequence of the belief in the darkness that was in my own mind, the belief in the ego. But it breaks through. And here, you know, I'm going to be really simple today. It breaks through with Lesson 35, when I finally give up my way of looking at the world. All the way back to the beginning, Lesson 35, my mind is part of God's. I am very holy you know we cannot limit peace once once I realize peace is mine um, peace like all the attributes of God are absolutely and totally shared all the attributes of God are totally shared and it's the sharing of the attributes of God that accounts for the joy once I realize my mind is part of God's I am very holy this is what happens as I share the peace of the world with my brothers I begin to understand that this peace comes from deep within myself I've accepted this gift of God the world I look upon has taken on the light of my forgiveness and shines forgiveness back at me in this light, I begin to see what my illusions, my mistakes about myself have kept hidden. I begin to understand the holiness of all living things, including myself, and their oneness with me. This freedom leads directly to my holiness, envelops everything I see. From my holiness does the perception of the real world come. The consequence of choosing truth having forgiven I no longer see myself as guilty I can accept the innocence that is the truth about me and here's the beauty of it seen through understanding eyes the holiness of the world is all I see for I can picture only the thoughts I hold about myself. This is simply the truth. I can picture only the thoughts I hold about myself. Before I understood the offer of atonement, I believed there was no choice. Like every person who sees themselves trapped limited chained by the confines of the ego and it's condemnation of everything most heartily upon myself accepting the atonement for myself is the atonement of the world because I can picture only thoughts I hold about myself now every lesson in this workbook starts to make sense beginning with my holiness envelops everything I see all things are echoes of the voice for God giving and receiving are one in truth I bless your brother with the love of God which I would share with you for I would learn the joyous lesson there is no love but God's and yours and mine and everyone's and this same voice for the for the love of God can remind me of truth every single time I forget and in that remembering it's all the world blessed along with me I'm complete oh just beautiful. wonderful
0: Lori thank, oh,
8: thank you Lori beautiful Laurie. Thank, thank you Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Lori. Isn't it wonderful to be in relationship and practice this new way of being? Thank you for explaining that, Lori. Whole new way of
1: being here.
0: Yeah, good morning. Thanks, Mary. We're at the end of our recorded time. Um, For those we've not yet heard from, I hope you'll stay with us. For the after call Lori what have you selected to close the call today
1: I was on mute I had a just a really lovely meditation this morning and and all the places I thought this call might close um, (laughs) when I got up and started downstairs instantly came to um, to my mind, this beautiful quote. And I thought, "Oh yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is perfect." It's from chapter 20. When you have looked on what seemed terrifying and seen it changed to sights of loveliness and peace, when you have looked on scenes of violence and death and watched them changed to quiet views of gardens under open skies with clear life-giving water running happily beside them in dancing brooks that never waste away who need persuade you to accept the gift of vision and after vision who is there who could refuse what must come after think but an instant just on this you can behold the holiness God gave his son and never need you think that there is something else for you to see I was so grateful for that thought this morning. Amen. Oh, beautiful. It was perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Lori.
0: Thank you, everyone. Everyone that shared, all who are here with us and listening, all who read this morning, thanks so much for being part of this wonderful community. Thank
8: Thank you, you. Thank you, Laurie.
1: Um, thank you, everyone.